unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Can we just raise our hands and worship God? Welcome the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Welcome Jesus. Oh, tonight is going to be wonderful. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Tonight I feel it. I feel it. Something wonderful is happening in our midst this evening. Somebody raise your voice and speak to Jesus. Jehovah is with us. He is in us. He loves us. I feel the atmosphere. I feel the power. I feel the glory of God rising and rising and rising and rising. What are you believing God for today? What is your heart's prayer tonight? What is that one thing you cannot go out without? That is exactly what God wants to do in your life tonight. Somebody just believe God. Raise your hands and worship God. Raise Shili baralala kuramanto rubostele barabalanda la kushu. Shalala la barebo salamando ruboze balako shalalabaye. Rabrozobolanda la kosetele maya. I feel God is healing a heart disease. Already, heart disease. You came with a pain in your heart. In the name of Jesus. Celebro romondo ruboko shele baralala barako saralala. Come on, somebody raise your voice and speak in other tongues.
tell him loved ones. Come on. Just tell him loved ones only. Come on, tell Jesus some loved ones. Tell him, God, I love you. Oh, I love you, God. Tell him I love you. Give him some love words. Give him some love words. Just love Jesus. Because he loves you. Just tell him any words that, that come. Uh, call him anything. Call him. Come on, tell him. Thank you. Darling Jesus, oh my darling Jesus, you are a wonderful friend. I love you so much, darling Jesus, oh my darling Jesus, you are. Tell him, darling Jesus. and the future the first and the last come on you may be seated so I'm going to first preach then after preaching I'll pray for people for the sick for the dead for the damned for the weak for the crippled um Tonight is wonderful. I feel it. You know, sometimes the beauty and grace God gives a preacher is to know the end of some things. Sometimes you see the end of something and you're like, wow. This is how it's going to go. Force yourself to be excited before you go there. (laughs) Just fake it. It will become real at the end. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't worry, at the end of service, you know. Okay, this is why I shouted. Ah, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says he renews our youth. He, he doesn't renew our old age. Praise God. If your mentality is still in, if you think you are too old to kusasi, praise God. Hallelujah. Even if you're 60, you tell them I'm still young. Abraham died at 120 in Charlie. I've just walked half of my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor I'm living so long. Praise God. That means the devil is still suffering with me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I refuse to die young. Tell your neighbor I refuse to die young. I'm talking of dying at 60, 70, 80. I refuse to die young. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say amen. 2 Kings chapter 20 verses 12. We're going to read quite a number of verses, but they're important for us to read. Hallelujah. The Bible says at that time, Berodash, Baladan. You have their names for children here. You're naming your children names Mark. Uh, no, okay, Mark is a biblical name. Joe. Uh -uh. Their names here. <laughs> your firstborn can be Berodash. Or Baladan. <laughs> hey. So the Bible says, at that time, Berodash, Baladan, the son of Baladan, the king of Babylon, sent letters and a present unto Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. Send presents when you hear people healed. Okay? It's biblical. Praise God. Not WhatsApp emoticons of cakes, flowers. Praise God. And the Bible says, And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and showed them all the house of his precious things. He showed them the silver, the gold, and the spices, and the precious ointments, and all the house of his armor, and all that was found in his treasures, there was nothing in his house, nor in all his dominion, that Hezekiah showed them not. I don't know that we are, that we are together. So Baladan here, this fellow, Baladan, the king of Babylon, sends letters and a present to Hezekiah because he had heard Hezekiah was sick. You know the story. You remember the story of Hezekiah's healing? Now, when he does, Hezekiah receives uh, the people. Praise the Lord. And when he received them, he showed them the house, the precious things, the silver, the gold, the spices, the ointment and everything, the armor and all his treasures. And there was nothing in his house, nor in his dominion, that Hezekiah showed them not. Do you understand? Then came Isaiah the prophet unto the king Hezekiah, and said unto him, What said these men? And from whence came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country, even from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, all the things that are in my house they have seen. There is nothing among my treasures I have not showed them. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Are you listening? He told him, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and that which was thy father's have laid up in, the, in store unto this day shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons that, that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, shall they take away, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah, 
Good is the word of the Lord, which thou hast spoken. And he said, it is not good if peace and truth be in my days. Is it not good that if peace and truth be in my days? Hallelujah. And the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and all his might, and how he made a pool and a conduit, brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and Manasseh his son reigned in his stead. Somebody say, Amen. Now listen to me. Hezekiah is sick, he's healed. A fellow king sends through his love and regard, sends him a letter and sends him presents. And the men which carry these presents along, the men which carry these presents along, they come to visit. And the scriptures tells us that Hezekiah tells them, uh-uh, don't only end up visiting. Let me show you around my palace. He goes and shows them his Rolls Royce, the Bugatti Veyron, takes them underground and then shows them another hidden car there, a Lamborghini something, and then he starts showing them his buildings, the marble tiles, his treasures, gets into his vault, starts to show them his collections. He had a Rolex, he had a Breitling, he had all these watches that anybody could ever have. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Okay, figure of speech. He showed them all his treasures. If you're in present day, Hezekiah showed the man which brought the letter and the presents everything his house had. Are you hearing me? He was happy. Like some of you show us your two-bedroom houses when you visit. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Let me show you around. This is a bedroom. That is my television right there. Even that is my bed. That's the second bedroom. That's where the, the guests sleep. This is the kitchen. This is my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Africans are very interesting people. You know we're copying white people in everything. Do you know that? Recently I had an observation. It was not a black thing to cry with tissue. You remember? When tears come, oh, then you get your shot, and then you understand. It was not our scene. But today, in my office, in the counseling room, they have to put a whole box full of tissue. They come for counseling. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. She gets tissue. <laughs> they don't even want to spoil their makeup. Women these days are serious. She calculates the makeup. She knows I'm, it's painful, but this is makeup, brother. So, people just used to <laughs> somebody said God deliver us anyway back to the story back to the story so Hezekiah his friend Baladan sends through friends and friends bring him gifts they come bearing gifts and presents and letters and then he says let me show you around he shows them around shows them everything in his house the Bible says there's nothing of his treasures that he, not, he did not show them the Bible tells us that when, they showed it, when he shows them everything, a prophet comes, the prophet, uh, Isaiah, and comes and says, where are these guys coming from and what do they come to do? What do they want? He's asking. Yeah? What say these men and from whence come they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, they come from a far country, even from Babylon. And the next verse says, 
And he said, what have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, all things that are in mine house have they seen. There is nothing among us, my treasure, that I have not shown them. And the guy tells him, okay. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Because you have showed them everything in your house, right? He says, hearken unto the house, uh, the, the word of the Lord. The next verse says, and behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and all that which thy fathers have laid up in thine store and all the things your children shall have. He says, they shall be carried unto Babylon. Even your sons shall be taken as eunuchs. Now, of course, if you and I are thinking judgment here, we're like, okay, what have I done to deserve this? What have my children done to deserve this? Why do they get my children and take them into captivity and get my sons to become eunuchs in a foreign land? Things my fathers worked for Things that they worked for even before I came to make the mistake. Okay, at least if my own possession was taken, I would understand. But my possession is being taken. The stuff my father worked for is taken. The stuff my children are going to work for is taken. There's a problem. What have I done? Are you hearing me? What have I done? I was sick a few days ago. Hezekiah now is thinking. And I went to God and I said, why are you taking me for no reason? Seriously. I've been doing this, I've been doing that. Okay, 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 okay. I give you 15 years. Okay, was it his will to kill him? No, it wasn't his will to kill him. Praise the Lord. It was a warning for the guy that he was going to be taken up. He faces the war and God heals him. There's something interesting though, if you read in the story before, that when the Lord told him that he has given him 15 days, Isaiah told the guys, go and bring leaves of fig and put on the wound. You understand what I'm saying? It's interesting. And even though the wound was put, the Bible says he recovered. Praise the Lord. But then he asks, okay, how shall I know that I'm healed? He says, how shall I know that I'm really healed? And that I shall go up at the, the, the house on the third day like the Lord prophesied. Give me a sign. So a prophet asks him, what do you want? Do you want the sun to move 10 degrees ahead or 10 degrees behind? He says, this sign shall thou have. He says, Zechariah answered, it is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backward 10 degrees to prove God has healed me. And the Bible says, And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backward. Just to fulfill the guy's word. 10 degrees backward. Just to fulfill that I, I have healed you. I mean, God will do anything to prove that he healed you. God will do anything to prove his word. He will do anything. Tell your neighbor, God will do anything. To prove his word. Hallelujah. It's a very interesting thing. So now we're here. I've shown guys my treasury. And the Lord is saying that I'm going to lose it all. I'm going to die. I mean, think everything is going to go. Like days are coming ahead where everything is going to go. And Hezekiah, something interesting. Hezekiah. Some people thought he was going to fall again like last time. Whoa, where now, God, why are you taking stuff? You see? Some people thought that he was going to start lamenting and crying and saying, God, why is this stuff coming again, happening unto me? But the Bible says, Hezekiah said, Good is the word of the Lord, <laughs> which thou hast spoken. And he said, now listen, is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? Now listen, wait, you look at it, go back the other way. A day is coming when you're going to lose everything and your sons shall go into slavery. They shall become eunuchs. And the man says, ah, okay, I understand. Isn't it a good word? Are you seeing what I'm saying? Isn't it a good word? 
Of course, before he was a crybaby. But the Lord grew him after showing him the sign of the shadow turning. And he said, if, if shadows can move degrees just to prove that you healed me, there's something I have inside my spirit that tells me, even this thing which looks like it is bad, it is good. I'm going somewhere. I said I'm going somewhere. So, Ezekiah said unto Isaiah, good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. And he said, is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? Is it not good? It's as though he has not even regarded the word spoken. Because his spirit tells him, regardless of how bad I'm hearing it, I have this feeling that something will work out for good. I just have this feeling that some words seem like they are bad, but because they are coming from the Lord, hallelujah, because they are coming from the Lord, he says, this is also good. He convinced himself. And the next verse says, and amazingly, the rest of the acts of Ezekiah and all his might, not failure, not demise, not suffering, and how he made a pool and conduit and brought water into the city. Are they not written in the book of the Chronicles? Now, I want you to read in the message version, the verse 2019. Now, the Bible says, Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, if God says it, it must be good. Before that, they were telling me, you're going to die. Oh, God, remember. But there's something that happened in Hezekiah during that time. After the third day, when he goes up to be with the Lord, he experienced a certain understanding about God. From that experience, he comes back another man. And I think Isaiah was expecting another man turning on the wall. This time round, he sees another change of face. Because after that healing, something happened in the spirit and life of Hezekiah that I want to show you today. Praise the Lord. So he says, if God says it, it must be good. But he was thinking to himself, it won't happen during my lifetime. I will enjoy peace and security as long as I live. <laughs> Next verse, I'm laughing at some Ugandans. And the Bible says, and the rest of the life and times of Hezekiah, along with his project, especially the way he engineered the upper pool, brought water into the city, they're all written in the chronicles of the kings of Judah. He lived well. He died and was buried with his ancestors, and his son Manasseh became the next king. A guy receives a word that seems like it is bad, and in himself, he sees it that it is good. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. At before that, when he receives the, the promise of dying, he was a weakling. He starts weeping. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because he had to remind God of certain things, and God turned his mind to and gave him 15 years later. Praise the Lord. In that instance, I see that this was like a warning to him of, of his life being taken. Do you understand? more than it was the intention of God taking his life. Do you understand? It was more of the intention of the devil to take his life because what the prophet comes to tell him is, put your house in order. This is God telling him. He didn't tell him God is going to kill you. You understand what I'm saying? That he was going to go to the Lord. But you see, the issue was not that God said that God has said that it is your time up. No, he told him, put your house in order for thou shalt die and not live. That does not necessarily mean that it is God who wanted to kill Ezekiah. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
God could have foreseen something coming in the life of Hezekiah. The same way he would see Peter. He says, I was praying for you and I saw the devil sift you like wheat. I saw the devil sift you. This is Jesus telling Peter, I saw the devil sift you. That didn't mean that it came from the Lord to, 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 to sift Peter. Do you understand what I'm saying? But in the second instance, Isaiah comes and is prophesying something as though it's supposed to be done of the Lord. Hezekiah knows something about God that many people don't know about God. Are you hearing me? Hezekiah knows something about God that many people don't know about God. It is true they are telling him the days are coming when you're going to lose this, your children shall become eunuchs and shall be enslaved and taken in Babylon. And he says, okay, yes, yes, yes. But the Bible says, but he's thought in himself, the message message version. He tells you, he says, if God says it, it must be good. Because God can't say something that is not good. Even if it looks like it's funny, somehow it will work out. When the Bible, you see, this is a knowledge. It's not a prayer. It's not a hope. That is why in Romans it says, for we know that all things work. We know, we know, we know. It's a knowledge. We know, we know that it's a good God. And everything he's saying must be good. Hallelujah. He says, for we know. He says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purposes. Tell your neighbor, I know that things are working for my good. That's the kind of Christian. They find place. You tell your boss it must be a good thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. They chuck for you. I mean they chuck you on Thursday. Instead of playing Celine Dion songs, you say it must be good. It must be good. Listen, nothing is working against you. Tell your neighbor nothing is working against you. Nothing is working against you. I know you don't have rent, but nothing is working against you. There is something working together. Give me the amplified of that. The amplified Bible says something wonderful. It says, we are assured. Tell anybody, we are assured. It says, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting, present continuous, into plan. They are fitting into a plan for good. They are fitting into a plan, present continuous, present continuous. Present continuous. Present continuous. Even what you see like is an end to God is a present continuous. To God it's a present continuous. To God it's a present continuous. I know you have a bad report from the doctor. Yes, but certain things are fitting into a plan. He says, I have plans for you. Good plans. Good plans to make you prosper and not to harm you. He says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know what I'm thinking 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 toward you. If, if Joseph had met some people, I told people if some present preachers had found Joseph in a pit, they also recall rejection. And up to that point, all his brothers think they had done him wrong. And he tells them, no, judge not yourself. 
For God sent me before you to preserve your posterity in the earth and to save your lives a great deliverance. This, what I've went through is not, listen, that is the part where you even start to love the people who hate you. Because it can only work for good. Even that person who writes evil stuff about you, they are pushing you ahead. They just don't know. Hey! Even those people who write issues about you, oh, they, they, they speak falsely about you. And then you say, God, why are people speaking foolishly and falsely about me? Listen, it is nothing. That is nothing. They can only, let me tell you, when you're called by God, nothing works against you. I said, when you're called by God, nothing works against you. Tell your neighbor, when you're called by God, if you know you're called by God, nothing works against you. Nothing. That is why Paul is in prison and he's dancing. He says, brethren, I count it all but joy. <laughs> he's in prison, but he's dancing. Why? Because he knows it is working out something for him. He knows it is working out something for him. You might not know. You might not see. Some, you, might, you might even be at a place where you seem like you're sinking. Because I realize that sometimes when we stand on this solid rock, when all other ground is sinking sand, I realize that sometimes there can be waters above the level of the, of the stone. And, and some people who observe you, they, they, they just see like you're a sinking person. It's only a matter of time. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through, always tell yourself, even this one, I'll come out of it. Then another issue comes, you say, even this one, I'll come out of it. Even this one, I will come out of it. I just know I will. Why? Because I think in myself, God is good. And then somebody quoted Job after his wife tells him, cast God and die. And then Job says, so scripture, that shall we receive only good from God? Shall we not receive evil too? This was Job. It wasn't God. This was Job's opinion. It wasn't God's opinion. The Bible says Job said. The Bible didn't say God said. The Lord giveth and taketh away. That was Job's opinion on God. Even his three friends spoke wrongly about God. He had to tell him, go and pray for them that I might restore them. Because they got me wrong. But some people get in the middle of where the friends of Job got God wrong. God got God wrong, yes. And then they get to someone there. <laughs> Hallelujah. This was Job. This was Job's opinion on God. You remember the time when Moses is with the children of Israel? And they're being chased. Remember that time? <laughs> and then Moses, the Bible says, he says, Stand still and know that he is God. He is telling the children of Israel to stand still and know that he is God. Do you understand what I'm saying? And all the children of Israel, 
He says, fear not. Yes, Exodus 14, 13. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them no more forever. Some people preach from there. This was Moses encouraging the children of Israel. The next verse says, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore Christ thou unto me, Speak unto the children of God that they go forward. <laughs> Did you see that? I don't know. Okay, probably go back and I show it to you in the message. The message is interesting. Okay, he says, and Moses spoke unto the people, don't be afraid. This is Moses, not God. Stand firm and watch God do his work of his salvation for you today. Take a good look at the Egyptians for you're never going to see them again. Stand still. He told them, stay there. God will fight your battles for you and he will keep your mouth, you'll keep your mouth shut. And God said to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Speak to the relays. Order them to get moving. <laughs> you, uh, guys will die from there. And the man of God is telling them, stand still. Wait upon God. God comes and says, hey, Tell them to move, move, move. And then they start moving. This was Moses' opinion. Not God's opinion. That was Job's opinion. Not God's opinion. Now, how many people are telling people to stand still and know he's God? Stand still and know he's God. You just stand there. Wait for the bullet. God, you will protect me. I will hold my mouth. Go to, hey, hey, hey. They'll kill you. Go. Move. Move. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, when he tells him that I know the plans I have for you, Plans, you see, let me show you, show you something beautiful. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Sometimes the jack just comes through the screen and hits me like a word, and I'm like, ah. you see, now let me show you something. He says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. Job is saying, shall we receive only good from God? Shall we not also receive evil? This is Job. Shall we only receive good for God? Shall we not receive evil? I know the plans I have for you. The Bible says, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. He says, to give you hope in your final outcome. Those are the plans I have to you. Give me the Amplified. The Amplified says, he says, Amplified, Amplified. He says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace. And not to give, uh, sorry, and not evil, to give you a hope in your final outcome. Is that the Amplified? And I think I need a certain version. Give me the thing, no, NLT. Yes. Uh-huh. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, and they are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. What, what, I, what I want for you as God, this is him speaking, is to give you a future and hope. KJV says outcome, yes, beautiful, but more deeper than that, he wants to give you a future and a hope. There's another version that says that to give you your expected end. Thank you, KJV. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think to, as you said, the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. That means, let me show you something I never want you to forget. God works according to your expectation. 
He said, I have good plans to make you prosper, not to harm you, to give you that future and hope and expected end. But it is important that you dress certain expectation in your spirit. Because the power of expectation is that even if a man expects little, the fact that he expects, it's enough to get bigger things. You remember the guy at the temple, at the temple called Beautiful? The Bible says that he fastened his eyes on them with expectation. Expecting to receive something from them. He didn't know what it was, but he had expectation. He, he gave heed unto them expecting to receive. So when the Bible says that my expectation is from the Lord, it means that at least don't frustrate your expectation. He says, my soul waiteth thou only upon God, for my expectation is from God. My expectation is from God. You don't kill expectation. If you expect to die, you're going to die. If you expect to fail, you're going to fail. If you expect to chuck you, they'll chuck you. If you expect yourself to be ugly, we can't help you. If you expect yourself to be a failure, who can help you? We cannot, because this is your expectation. God wants to give you your expected end. He wants to. It's as though he has laid out your plan in life to give you, yet his plan is the end of your expectation. What do you expect? What do you expect? Uh, don't, don't consider your job. Don't consider your salary. Don't consider your career. Don't consider where you live. Don't consider the networks you know. Don't consider your education status. Don't consider how old you are. Don't consider any. Just ask yourself, what is my expectation? He says when a man is in that dispensation where he believeth to the end, the Bible says his expectation shall not be cut short. Every man must have an expectation. Because expectation is speaking the world you want in your future. Blessing the world you expect in your future. That's expectation. Blessing the world you want in your future. To, to go into your future and creating a certain world. It's called expectation. He says, for surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Tell your neighbor, your expectation shall not be cut off. Let me explain what that means. It means that God has no way of working outside your expectation. And he has no way of cutting you off without fulfilling your expectation. Then somebody comes for prayers. and That's your expectation. I have, we have a generational curse. That is your expectation. Why is it that everything I do fails? It's because you expect failure. Okay, but why is it that then I, I, I invested millions of shillings and I lost it all? What does losing those millions mean? How much has God lost and how much does he have? <laughs> all things are yours. And you are Christ's. And Christ's is God. So, if you lose five million, what is five million when you have everything? What is 20 million when you have everything? Our God is a giver. How much has he lost by giving? Mm, you tell me. This is love made perfect that you might have confidence on that day. For as he is, so are we in this world. Stop that mentality of poverty. Stop it. Tell your neighbor, stop thinking a certain way. Think big. Okay, if the man five million died in Kasori, you bury it and say there is more. Expectation. There is more. 
from where that came from. People of all did not know the Bible, but they understood the principles. They understood the principles. One time I met a guy who was a Muslim, and he was struggling. He told me, you know what, Grace, I'm struggling financially, but yet I come from a very rich family. My father died, but he was a rich man. My mother died, but she was a rich woman. But you see, there's something inside me telling me that it's only a matter of time. It's going to come back. I asked him why. He said, you see, for us, money was in the blood. Do you understand what I mean? The Baganda Samazikakurukutira, Jagariga Kurukutiri day. In other words, water only runs where it ran before. So he was sure that because his father had it and his mother had it, this was temporal. But he was talking of an earthly father and an earthly mother. How much more you? Who has a heavenly father? Tell your neighbor, I cannot fail. It is too late. Mugambe, it is too late. It is too late. It is too late. It is too late. You can't feed on this stuff and not get high on it. And you can't get high on it and not show it. Because high men show. Tell your neighbor, high men show. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It brought it once, it will bring it again. Praise the Lord. The door opened for you once, it will open again for you. You once had it, you can have it again. You are healthy once, you can be healthy again. You can. Expectation 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 that is why you have to learn to rebuke your soul don't wait for anyone to rebuke it no rebuke it why art thou done cast on my soul hope in the lord stop being funny stop being sad stop being sad some of you oh, you start sitting around you start playing sad songs that song is too old how many of you remember it there are 92 praise God he says why art thou cast why art thou downcast on my soul and why art thou disquieted me he says hope thou in God for I shall yet weep no praise him for the help of his countenance he says don't be sad Refuse to be sad. I refuse to be sad. I refuse to be sad. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what the government says. It doesn't matter what my job says. It doesn't matter where I sleep. I don't care whether the landlord is on my head. I refuse to be sad. Because sadness disqualifies expectation. I refuse to be sad. Hallelujah. Next verse. He says, Yes, he says, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. He says, Therefore, I will remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hamonites and from the hill of Mizpah. Praise the Lord. You know why? Because Jordan, hills of Mizpah, all of those places, he had 
victories before. When you're in the hardest period, recite your past victories. Tell your neighbor, when you're in your highest period, when you're in your hardest times, recite your past victories. There is power. When you're in the hardest situation, when you kiss Ogamena, I want to eat a wow. Tell me when I go through some things, I said, God, in 92, you saved me from this. In 2006, I remember that day when I didn't know how I was going to make it through, but you still took me through. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I say, it's my God, even though my soul is sad. Can you, can you go back where we're at? He says, even though my soul is sad. Now, give me the amplified. No, no, message, message. The message Bible says, he says, when my soul is in, in the dumps, listen, when you are down in the dumps, dear soul, why are you crying in the blues? He says, fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He's my God. Next verse. When my soul is in the dumps, he says, I rehearse everything I know of you. You're big, you're powerful, you're strong, you're an overcomer. Marabakoya, Sepatalaye, Koremando, Salayeboye, Maralakaye. I'll pass through this too. Hallelujah. He says, From Jordan depths to Haven Heights, including Mount Mizpah. Why? Because when I was in Mount Mizpah, I killed men and I remember it. When I was in Jordan, I slaughtered thousands. When I was in Hamon, I slew necks of our enemies. This can't kill me too. Then some people, their souls are in the dumps. They start. Rehearse everything you know. So the man is told, you sit, don't worry. The man is told, you're going to lose everything. He said, it must be good. <laughs> because the God I know has good plans to make me prosper and not to harm me not plans of evil but evil of god but good to give me my expected end that is why our primary responsibility as your ministers is to define expected ends because if we give you small endings you'll end small if we give you big endings you'll end big Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let me tell you, this is the life I've lived. I rehearse. I don't rehearse facts. I rehearse truth. I can talk crazy things about him. I mean, I remember things. We've also been men. We also go through stuff. And then you find like you're saddening up and you say, no, 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 no. Watambu zomreme kayunga. Tuali embarara no gura matu. Tona chuka guomu jole encha. Rehearse. Rehearse. There is power in that. There is power. There is power. So the man says, No. In spite of everything happening, I believe. This is him. He says, it must be good. 
<laughs> it might look funny, but it must be good. He says, it won't happen during my lifetime. I will enjoy peace and security as long as I live. He said it. In spite of the words he had, he said, I will enjoy peace and security as long as I live. And the Bible says, the next verse shows all his mights, the mighty things he did before he died. And then he died well and went to heaven. Then another one who said, ah, yeah, 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 I'm dead. Now that they've said this, I think I'm in trouble. I don't think anything is going to come out of me. It's your thoughts. Tell your neighbor, it's your thoughts. It's not the thoughts of God. You see, there are people here, and tonight you're going to be delivered. Some demons live quietly. They don't scream out. Like I told people, there are, there are things in God that can only be dealt with in the knowledge dimension, not prayer. There, some of you, you can even pray the whole year and you'll never see answers. And then you know the truth and the truth makes you free. That's why the devil hates the word. Some people think eh, that you have to first vibrate to get an answer. Then you're going to see people don't vibrate, but they have answers. Are you hearing me? Because some things can't be solved in the prayer dimension. They can only be solved in the knowledge dimension. When you know the truth, the truth will make you free. There are people here who are born again, but they have an ever-fixed mark in their spirits because of delusions in the scriptures. I mean, through men which have taught the wrong way. Or perhaps them understanding God like they understand the world instead of understanding God as it is. Some people think that, and I've heard this talk among Christians. Be careful. This money you have, tomorrow it could go. But you see, if, uh, if you lost it, you didn't lose it because it was meant to live. You lost it because you were ignorant. The Bible teaches how to keep it. I have a five-part series on secrets of divine providence. Get it. If you're struggling financially, get it. It's a five-part series. It's called Secrets of Divine Providence. How many of you listen to it? Put up your hands. Okay, put down. How many of you, from the time you listen to it, your finances went up? Put up your hands. See that? There's a reason why. It's a knowledge issue. So you don't lose it because you are a bad person. No, no, it's just an ignorance issue. Once knowledge comes through, it will come back. Oh, you, you know, praise God now when you are still healthy because you never know one dead disease might come into your body. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? And so you're living in this expectation of losing what you have. You look at your husband and say, This guy will leave me one day. You're ever living to expect something evil. You're a pastor, but every time you're thinking, Hey, one, one time a man was telling me, told me, you know, these people come to meetings, but be careful because tomorrow they might not be there. <laughs> that part I switched off to. 
And after that, I switched back on. You know, I have a way. <laughs> Be careful with this job you have. Tomorrow it could go away. Be careful with this because tomorrow you could have it. And then tomorrow you might not have it. What is the mind of God? You're giving me an opinion, but what is the mind of God? Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. He says, for unto us, a child is born. Somebody say, child is born. He says, and unto us a son is given. Children are born, sons are given. Some deep there. Children are born, sons are given. Praise God. In other words, when somebody is a child in the ministry, we nurture them. We tend them. When they transition into sons, they become gifts to us. It's wonderful. Praise God. So that's the difference between a child in the ministry and a son. Sons add profit to the ministry that blesses them. Children only feed from it. Praise God. And that's it. So he says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Somebody said the government shall be upon his shoulder. Who is that? Jesus. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace. What did he say? Oh, laugh at the devil. Tell your neighbor, there is no end in my increase. There is no end in my multiplication. There is no end in my cross. It's not there. He says the path of the just shines brighter and brighter. Brighter and brighter and to a perfect day. The message Bible says the longer they live, the brighter they shine. That means I'm growing every other day. Of increase, there's no end. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be richer than today. Next week, I'm going to be richer than today. Next year, oh boy, wait for me. <laughs> From glory to glory. That's what I know. It's up to you what you know. Me, that's what I believe to be true upon my life. You're healthier next year than you are this year. Hallelujah. You're stronger next year. Don't look at your business and say, Katika business. No, with me there is no end. I can only come out of one to enter a bigger one. I cannot go lower. I cannot go lower. I know somebody who called me one time and they lost their job. But you see, this person was mature in the things of the spirit. So he said, I lost my job, but you know what, Apostle? I feel I'm too big inside. And I say, that's it. That's it right there. This job you're coming out can only bring a better one. You can't go lower. You're a giver. I know you. Then I think it was about two or three, four months later, he called me and says, you know what? I got a job three times more. <laughs> Sutani, if the devil was clever, he would not have fired you. <laughs> if he was clever, he would not have fired him. Oh, ha. Do you understand what I'm saying? He would not. Because he cannot fire you on a lower level when God has planned a, th- a, a, a three-time increase and, 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 and he, he, he is happy to see you go up there. The Bible says, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That means that when he was on the, on the cross and they were crucifying, boah, 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 the Bible says he was purchasing our eternal salvation. Boah, boah. Now even though he is crying, oh, 
Holy Spirit is doing like this to us. After that, he says, It is finished. And there is nothing you can do. The Bible says, He purchased our eternal salvation. So much as there is weeping and gnashing outside. Oh. Oh, some woman brought emotions to him. Oh, Jesus. This is, don't cry for me, weep for your children. says, <laughs> don't weep for me, weep for your children. I'm fixed, I know exactly what I'm doing. You're carrying a cross, but here you're saying, yeah, baby, it's working. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. When the devil thinks he had you, he wakes up in the morning. Oh. All things are working for my good. That is why when you sit on a border border, sit on it well. Because when you get off it, if you're praising God, if you chose to come to church, pray. For that you have stories to make. You tell your children, when we didn't have transport, we prayed. When our shoes were worn with wounds, we prayed. When we didn't have fuel, we prayed. With or without, we prayed. What are you telling me? To Zingabiwaya. Who knows that someone? You see a man in wires. And you don't know he's making a mobile phone. He looks confused because he's just connecting things. Until it works. And you're like, oh, okay. This is what he was doing. It is finished. Hallelujah. He says of of the government, his government and peace. He said that those ones are increased. And he says those ones shall have no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and with justice for thence forth even forever and he says and the zeal of the Lord will perform it listen God has a particular zeal to perform increase and peace in your life if, if you want the, the Luganda translation for the word the zeal of the Lord <laughs> he, he has a zeal for it in other words there is a way he, he looks at you and he says I, I must make you. I, I must make you. Can I feel it in my spirit that you must be okay? When it comes to your increase, he becomes zealous. He becomes zealous. There are things I don't accept in my spirit anymore. I don't expect to fail. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9, the Bible says he has saved us and called us with a holy calling and not according to our works. But according to his own purpose. Hallelujah. According to his own purpose. Not according to our works. It's not what you did. That is qualifying you for this. No. It is according to his grace. Which he has given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And the next verse says that. uh But now is made manifest by the appearing of our savior Jesus Christ. Who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. The gospel has not only life but immortality. Our stuff doesn't die. 
our ministries are immortal. We are immortal. We are immortal. Immortality is brought to light. Those were the two things brought to light at the revelation of Jesus Christ when he came and died for you and I. Because back in the day, people had only one, two, the revelation of death and the revelation of not coming back again to life. You see that? That's why Jesus, Jesus died and raised from the dead. Because he needed to show the devil that there is nothing in the life of a Christian that can't come back to life if you want to kill it. Because even if it's dead, yet it liveth. It's not dead. Tell your neighbor for us, we don't kufirwa. We don't lose. We don't lose. We don't lose. Tell your neighbor we don't lose. Tell them one more time. Tell them we don't lose. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. I loved this. I loved, I loved this. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He says he has made everything beautiful in his time. Give me the amplified of that. The Bible says he has made everything beautiful in its time and he also has planted eternity in the men's hearts and minds. A divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Yet, the Bible says, so that men cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. And the Bible says, I know that there is nothing better, this is God speaking, for them than to be glad and to get and do good as long as they live. To get good and do good and be glad. He knows there is nothing better for you. And the next verse says, And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. He says, it is the gift of God. And the Bible says, I know that whatever God does, it endures forever. Did he save you? <laughs> it will endure forever. Did he make you wealthy? For we know of the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For though he, though he was rich, yet he made himself poor, that we might be rich. Did he make you rich? It is what? Is it for temporal areas? Is it for a few minutes? Is it for a few hours? No. He says, I know that whatsoever the Lord does, it is forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. And God does it so that men will reverently fear him and worship him more. That's why we fear him and worship him. Because everything he gives, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He has gifted you to have life and life to the fullest. He says, I am come that they might have life and life to the fullest. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. He says, I am come that the thief comes back to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, but I am come that they might have life. The Amplified says that they might have and enjoy it. He came for you to enjoy life. He says, I came that they may have and enjoy, have and enjoy, have. And this life of salvation sometimes, it is not going to be only joy. There are ups and downs for you. Not Lubega Grace. I'm moved by the word of God. I said I'm moved by the word of God. Some people are too sad that they, they cannot stand to see anybody happy. So they assume that their sadness is God's revelation of sadness. 
He came that you'll enjoy life. Tell your neighbor, me, I'm enjoying my life. Even when people greet you, even Nange Stella, how are you? Enjoying life. <laughs> enjoying life. That's what you answer. Enjoying life. To the fullest. Full of glory. Ah. He makes all things beautiful. There is power in that. And he says he's doing that that men might fear him. Isn't it ironic how some people think that if God is going to do good things for you only, you're going to get spoiled. Some people think that the gifts of God spoil. No, it is your understanding that spoils them. The gifts of God have a perfection that cannot spoil a man. In fact, the Bible says he, he, he maintains that gift forever that he might fear. A man might. Let me tell you why we fear. At first, you start to do things and say, these things are in my power. That's why I'm doing this. I'm a hard worker. I study hard. You know, I'm a giver. I do all these kinds of things. This is why things are happening to me. And then one day, you see weaknesses in your life. And you're probably not the hard worker that was then. You probably make a few mistakes in your life, God forbid. And then these things continue. Then you're like, okay. Here, it's not me. What are you doing? Then they continue. Until one day you're sure it is not you. Then you start fearing God. Because you're like, how can you continue doing this in my life? In spite of the fact that I'm not perfect. Then another person gets a, a, his judgment in the middle and says, God will punish you. <laughs> Let me tell you, the punishment of God cannot get a man out of sin. Wrath worketh not righteousness. The only retribution that makes a man walk out of sin is love. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalms 130 verse 4, verse 3. Let's begin verse 3. Psalms 130 verse 3. The Bible says, If thou, Lord, should mark iniquities, who shall stand? Oh, probably give it to me the message and see. The message says, If you, God, keep records on wrongdoings, who can stand a chance? Who hasn't wronged you? Who hasn't wronged you? If God was to bring out a record of anybody who has wronged, all of us have wronged. All of us. Even the guy who says you, who is preaching that you, you don't. Even him, when we put a torch in his face, there is a problem there. But you see, the next verse says, as it turns out, forgiveness is your habit. And that's why you're worshipped. The KJV says, but there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayst be feared. Do you see why men fear God? They fear God because he's too good. They don't fear God because he's too angry like you are told. I told people if you scare men into the kingdom, the devil will love them out. Let's love men into the kingdom that the devil just seeks to scare them out. Because love never fails. 
The reason why I'm trying to tell you is that this is even beyond what you've done. This is his goodness. How many of you, no, no, no. You see, some of you don't understand this. How many of you can look back and say, but there's stuff I see in my life and I say, this one, honestly, I don't deserve. Put up. Where do, How do you think the devil feels? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why he called us according to his grace, not according to our works. That the revelation of light and immortality might be preached through the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hezekiah had screwed up. He knew he had made a mistake. But he still said, okay, whether I've made a mistake or not, if it is from God, it must be good. And I will enjoy peace, tranquility, and security as long as I live. And he enjoyed peace, security, and tranquility as long as he lived. Why? Because he conditioned his spirit in, his spirit in understanding God. I have noticed that God's goodness is what causes us to walk right, not his anger. The Bible says, Oh, despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Do you know, for us, there are things we walked out of because God stayed good. You see, let me tell you. He, he brought anger on the children of Israel. And they rebelled more. And killed them. And they rebelled more. And killed them. And they rebelled more. And he killed them. And they rebelled more. Up to today, Jerusalem is still rebellious. Because... The last message there was the law. Paul went to the Gentile church and preached grace. The Gentile church is thriving. That's why Fanero is here. That's why Fanero is here. Because love wins. Love always wins. Love always wins. Love always wins. Love always wins. It's like you're in a marriage relationship, right? And then every time you make a mistake, the man slaps you. Pwah! Every time you make a mistake, pwah! And then you learn to be a good woman because you're what? You're slapped. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? How do you continue acting to love each other? Praise the Lord Jesus. On the other hand, you look at a man like Hosea. Hosea gets goma. He te- God tells him, go in the house and get yourself the wife. What about God is funny? Get a wife of the hose. He buys that woman. Brings her in the house. Are you hearing me? Produces three children. She goes back again. And this time we expect Hosea to go with a stick. No. He buys her back. And the scripture is clear. Goma never went back whoring. To whom is forgiven much. They love much. They don't become more rebellious. It's impossible. The devil is fighting the message of grace because he knows that when grace comes and love is revealed, men will be free. Why? Because love, Corinthians 13, 8, it never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. It's like, do you know people who are, like, recently, I, 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 the Lord gave me an opportunity to reach out to people who are alcoholic, drug addicts. I reach out to those guys. Of, almost every week, I, there are some guys I deliberately reach out for. 
But I realized that many of people, for example, when they drink a lot, you know, back in the day, I used to judge people who drink alcohol and take drugs, and I said, why is he drinking? He knows he's doing this. How can he be irresponsible like this? His family is dying. He's even killing himself. How can a man be this foolish? And then God one time told me that, you see, you're judging them because you don't know exactly what it feels like for a man to want to come out of something and they cannot and they come to be loved and all they receive is judgment I learned to love them I learned to love them and some have started coming to Fanero and they are praying every Thursday <laughs> me some guy came and told me I'm on drugs apostle I cannot lie to you I get high but me, I want to be in Fanero. I told him, come every Thursday. He has stopped coming on Thursday only. Every week he's in the presence of God, waiting to be fixed. Love never fails. Waiting to be fixed. That's why I realized, you know why some people don't even pray? We judge them. You, you look a sinner. You, you, no, 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 listen. Love them. Regardless of their weaknesses, love them. That's what God is doing. He won you and I over because he first loved you. He didn't bring anger and rage on you because you had failed, no. In spite of your, 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 your rebellion and, 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 and distracted life, the, the, this guy still comes to love you. It says, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. He still saw you through some eye. And he said, okay, you're going through this, but I still love you. You're failing, but I still love you. Man, if you do that, even if it's a marriage and it's how, it will be restored. Even if it's whatever relationship, it will be restored. You're high, I know, but I love you. Are you hearing me? You're, you're, you're a pain in the head, but I what? But I still what? Love you. Why? Because love never fails. It never fails. It never fails. That's why here we don't write off people. If God wants to write him off, let him take him to heaven. But once you're still alive, we will believe in you. We will believe in you. We will believe in you. Years ago, last year I think a woman came, she she, she, she was living a very crazy life. I'll never forget that woman. Very crazy life. And then I knew her, and I said to just keep her around. Praise God. Hey, you know, you know loving that person, and they're expecting you to judge them because you know their lives. One time on a funeral day, I'll never forget, she was seated somewhere, and then after service, she was living with a guy, eh? not married. She was living a funny life. And after service, I didn't even preach about anything to do, pack your bags or what, no? She just came and told me, Apostle, tonight I'm going to pack my bags. I asked her why. No, no, I just feel I cannot continue living in a household when I'm not married. I just felt it in my spirit. This was something. She told me, people abused her for five years, six years, they failed to get her out of that house. But love did. Love did. She packed her bags and said, I'm walking right with God. She sent me a message a few weeks ago and she said, I have found God. I said, wow. 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 For us who are raised, 
Kaliteri mukama kakati aina chanunya kumutwegwa gena kubomugo. Mukama gena kubomugo. If that person dies in a car accident they say ah God has judged them. So I asked them okay what about the 2 year olds who die in car accidents what have they done? What of the good people in the world who die every day and they have not done anything in the world what have they done? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what I believe in my life. And I pray you believe it for yourself too. I expect good in my life. The blessing on my life, there is increase forever. I will never fail. That is what I believe. What do you believe? What do you believe? What is your expectation? Rehearse it. Are you hearing me, child of God? Rehearse your expectation. Every Thursday when you come in the presence of God, what we are trying to do is just pump you with the right stuff. I'll share with people. He says, and we behold like in the mirror the glory of God. And we are translated, we are transformed, we are tr- metamorphosed. I was telling a group of people that the Amplified says, and with unveiled faces, because we continue to behold, because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are constantly being transfigured, constantly. That means every time you're in the presence of God, God is transfiguring you from one glory and degree of glory to another. Why? Because you continue to look into the word. You continue to look into the word. You continue, you continue to listen. Something has happened to you today. You can never be the same again. You can never be the same again. When I was praying for you today, the Lord told me that if a man understands this message today, you're never going to worry about losing. You're never going to worry about going back from where you came from. I told people one day that there are people who can go back from where they came from and survive. Some of us can't go back where we came from. We come from too far. We come from, we can't go back where we came from. Hallelujah. From glory to glory. Tell your neighbor from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From one level to another level. In the name of Jesus. We can't go back. He told me if you understand this, be rest assured. Condition your expectation to know you're not going back where you're coming from. If there are weaknesses in your life, he will still perfect that which concerns you. But he will not take you back. He will get into your weakness. If you have a stealing issue, get it out. Perversion, get it out. He will get it out and you'll remain with him still going up. Nothing is going to put you down. He says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. What am I saying? This is God's plan for you. If you have a problem of, of, of not giving, he will teach you to give and still grow you. If you have a problem of perversion, he will get it out of your life and then still grow you. The man said, the Lord shall perfect that which concerns me. Why? Because he has a mind in himself that he intends to get you from one level to another level every day. If you have a weakness, he will deal with it and still take you up. He'll still take you up. He'll still take you up. He'll still take you up. That is my expectation. Is that your expectation? It's my expectation too. Now, those of you who are leaving, please give me one minute. I don't want us to stumble. 
a, a person who is not born again by you moving out can you just at least grant me one minute so i can say if there is anybody here and you're not born again put up your hand wherever you are and you want to be born again today wow come come just walk here walk here walk here walk here my heart leans in good to see you auntie walk here walk here walk here you are worthy of all honor all praises to your for you alone deserve a heart. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041 466 4291 or email us at at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5pm to 8pm. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest.